0: I'm going to preach on the woman at the well. But before I do that, I have a question. Who is the most important ministry in the house? Is it Ash? Because you like singing. Is it your pastors? And then if they are, is it him or her? Or is it me? Because I'm an apostle. And according to the Bible, they come first. (laughs) So who's the most important ministry? Holy Spirit. Spirit. Oh, this is Sunday school answer. (laughs) We'll get back to the the question for the answer. So Jesus is uh, coming from Jerusalem and he goes through Samaria. And then there's a well and it's noon, so it's like hot I understand you, uh, you know from the last week what it means when it's hot, like 38. Imagine that. And then uh, we know from the lady that in the town where she lived, she was not popular. Probably a lot of gossip around her because she tried to avoid other people. That's why she came at noon to that well. Because like that's the hottest moment. She tried to avoid to meet anyone. And what happens? Jesus shows up. And then he, she comes, he's already sitting there. She comes and he says, can you get me some water? And then, then, then we've, we go into this, the story and then we read in John 4, the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus is so clever. I'll tell a bit more about it. Let's read on. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who is it that asks you for a drink, you would would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Jesus is such a communicator. So there's a barrier between the woman and him. There's several barriers. So, But he's first getting it out of the way. Can you give me a drink? She thinks, What? he's a a, a Jew I'm a Samaritan and that doesn't go and then he's asking me something and then he he pulls it a bit further he said if you knew who I am you would ask me for a drink now she's really losing it because in that time the women served the men and what does Jesus say let me give you a drink so he really gets her off her guard you imagine that woman that lady coming there not not, not too popular in town, trying to avoid everyone, and she meets a Jew. (laughs) And then he starts speaking to her. That's already like, what? And then he offers her to do the opposite of what's normal in culture. Let me give you a drink. So he really tries to disarm her. So so she's all puzzled. But Jesus says to her, what did he say? If you knew the gift of God question do you know the gift of God he's asking her but do you know it if you knew the gift of God and who is it that asked you for a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water a bit further he says she says "Ah, all that again like what what is this and then Jesus answered everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty again. I have to keep coming here to draw water. So Jesus asked her, he said, if you knew who I am, you would ask for water. And what does she do? She says, sir, give me this water. And what had Jesus said? If you knew who I am, you would ask me for water, and I would give it to you. And she says, sir, give me that water. So did he? Did he give her water? He said, if you ask me, I will give you. Then she says, give me that water. So the question is, church, did he give her water? You want proof? We jump forward in the story. Then we read, then, because there comes a whole conversation. Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. What did he say? If I give you water, it becomes a spring, a well of life, which pours life. And what happens when she walks away? She goes into town where she's not really popular. Something comes out of her. And what do the people do? They go to Jesus. He gave her living water. You just saw proof of it. Amen? So now the question is, what did he give her? Anyone interested to also have a sip? Jesus, our servant. Anyone a glass of living water? Anyone? So what did he give her? Because it worked. How faithful is Jesus? He said, if you ask me, I'll give you. The The woman says, give me that water. And she ended up being a well. Anyone interested, by the way, to reach the town? What happened? She went into town, and the whole town walked out to go to Jesus. So, if we manage to find out what's living water, what did Jesus give her, and we also drink, we will be able to reach down. Anyone interested? Now, after she says... Sure, give me that, that I don't have, have to keep coming back. Actually, she believed it apparently that she didn't have to because she left her water jar. <laughs> so it's funny, it's such a funny story. <laughs> now let's see. After she says, I don't have to come back, what's the first thing? Because we're looking now into living water because he apparently has to give her something. He told her, we go a bit back in the story for 16, go call your husband and come back. How is that living water? Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is that you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. (laughs) Now, when, when, when... we would, would uh, you know, I'm from Holland. I, 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 I didn't grow up in church. I'm a repentant DJ. So uh, I, I relate to people with relationship trouble and all of that stuff. God redeemed me, saved me. But uh, imagine how that would happen in the Dutch Reformed Church. A divorced lady or, uh, or whatever. And, and they read what Jesus said. Go get your husband. (laughs) No, I don't want to mock any any other. I mean, God's grace is on all. Amen. But you have to realize this was living water. Go get your husband. She thinks on her inside, flip. (laughs) I asked for living water. (laughs) But she thinks, "Mm mm-hmm. If I do it according to regulation, I'm actually not married this time because I'm living together with the guy, but I didn't bother this time because it didn't work anyway to get married. So we skipped that part. So I can say, I have no husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the hook. I have no husband. <laughs> he says, yeah, you're, you're right. Because you've been five times married. Imagine her inside. You've been five times married... And the guy you're living now with is not your husband. You spoke the truth. You know how this is living water? This is Jesus. Looking her in the eyes. Saying, I know everything you did. And I do not reject you. Whoa. Is there anyone here? who has still hidden stuff which you wouldn't like to show up on Facebook or, oh no, I shouldn't say Facebook, that's so (laughs) (laughs) old-fashioned. On TikTok, I have to say nowadays. (laughs) Because you would be so ashamed that you didn't want to be among any people anymore. This morning, Jesus is looking you in the eyes and he's telling you, I know everything which went wrong. Whether you did it or it was done to you. And I have not rejected you. This is the first element of living water. Jesus is looking you in the eyes. Say, I know everything which happened. I do not reject you. It is living water. But she's still not fully settled. She thinks, what is this? So she says, I perceive you're a prophet. (laughs) Let's have a, let's, can we get the discussion in another route? (laughs) Because this is so awkward. (laughs) So she says, I perceive you're a prophet. And then she starts talking, yeah, you guys say we should. Pray on that mountain with us. They say it's this mountain. She was close to the well of Jacob. You can visit that. And then you see the, the the mountain of blessing and and cursing where it's there. And the Samaritans at that time had their own religion. And they should say, worship God on this mountain. And she knows the Jews are, of course, in Jerusalem. So she comes with all that stuff. And then Jesus tells her, woman, you don't know what you're talking about. And then then he says this. No, man, you cannot use that against your wives. (laughs) You you laugh just a bit too loud, brother. (laughs) And that sounds like I'm going to remember this verse. (laughs) But listen to what Jesus says. Yet a time is coming, and it has come now, when the true worshippers will worship the father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. You know what, what, why this is living water? Because he says, is it now this mountain or that mountain? And you know what Jesus is basically saying here? Girl, you're thinking in religion. And worshiping God is not religion. It's relationship. There is no right way to serve God. This mountain, that mountain. Hands up when you worship. Hands down because you're Dutch. With a a smile, without a smile. It's not religion. You know, worship didn't mean singing songs how we do that. For the Jews in that time it meant go to the temple and serve God. Be a worshipper. And what did you need to bring to the temple? To walk out blessed for a while. You need to bring a lamb. And the lamb need to be spotless. You know if you look, if you read from Luke 16, we read just the Bible story. But Jesus comes for the last time in Jerusalem. The last time because he would be crucified. So all his life he was traveling to Jerusalem the last time he came. And then you read the Pharisees approach him and start a whole discussion. Should we do this? Should we do that? What what do you say? Then the Sadducees say, uh, challenge him about eternal life. Then he got captured by the Sanhedrin. Then he's brought to Pilate. Then he's brought to Herod. Then back to Pilate. You know what that is? That's the inspection of the lamb. They try to catch him. Does he do wrong? And what does Pilate end up saying? I can find no fault in this man. So you had to worship with a lamb. But God gave a lamb. So when Jesus said God seeks worshipers in spirit and in truth, you know what he's saying? Don't go religious anymore. Don't go by the system. Just come by the, with the right lamb. So when we stand in worship, you know what we're actually doing? We're lifting Jesus up as our lamb. Is he spotless? And does your daddy love you? If God knows, if you come with a spotless lamb, I will have to accept you as a righteous one, and I will have to bless you. God knows that. And now we put Jesus in your hands. Hello? Is that living water? Does your dad want you saved? That's worship in spirit and in truth. In, 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 in chapter one of, of John, it's called When Jesus came we, came, we Got Grace Upon Grace Upon Grace Upon Grace. Serving God, worshiping God is by grace now. It's in grace. It's no more religion. It's no more what we do. It's all about what he has done. That's in spirit and in truth. Jesus is the truth. And it's in the spirit. Because we don't have the lamb here, but he is our lamb. Amen? And that's the truth. He is the spotless lamb. And we lift him up and we glorify God for putting that lamb In our hands, by which he knew, now I'll have to save them. Can you receive living water out of that? (laughs) Isn't it amazing? I know everything you did, and I do not reject you. Yeah, you'll need to worship God, but you know what? I'll put the lamb in your hands. Now I have to accept you. This is the second element of living water. Sweet people of God. It's not religion. It's relation established by God himself. That's why it's secure. Ah, she is. She really starts to melt now. She thinks this man, what he says, it's incredible. Then she says, the woman said, that's her response. I know that Messiah... Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I the one speaking to you, am he. Now, you all should jump up because of this Bible verse, but you don't. So what is this? She's already impressed. She knew he was a prophet. Now, he, first he was a Jewish man. Then he's a prophet. And now she starts to sense something. Wow. But will it still require the Messiah to really explain us all? But the worshiping in spirit and in truth already gave her a sense with whom am I actually sitting here? And what does Jesus say when she says the Messiah will come? He will explain it all, starting with if you knew the gift of God and ask Him for water, He will give it. And now she says the Messiah is coming and He says, Listen carefully. I, who am speaking to you, am he. She was the first person where he said, I'm the Messiah. He couldn't let her walk away, not fully redeemed from her past. And what's so special about this? Imagine being five times divorced, and you're not found in a faulty life, and the Messiah comes. Would you dare to approach him as the first one? Hey, there you are. (laughs) What, what, what's it? Shame and guilt is in place. You know, that's exactly why the Lord says, imagine. Do you imagine? You know, see now a Dutchman saying this stuff. We see a scripture there. But this was Jesus in front of this woman with his eyes and his heart and his voice saying, I, who am speaking to the nation of Israel. I, who am speaking to you, lady, the Messiah is on speaking terms with you where everyone rejects you. Salvation for me to you is personal. <clears throat> this morning, your Messiah says to you, I, who am speaking to you, I am your Messiah. It's between you and me. I came to save you. It's personal. God knows you. He knows every hair. He doesn't reject you. He gave you a lamb. And he says, you and I. I came for you. I came for you. At that point, the disciples come back. There's this there's this holy incredible moment, and the disciples come back. <laughs> what is he doing with that woman? What's he doing with that woman? And what, what's going on? And then they say, but they didn't speak speak up. But it's like the woman sends a cloud coming close. So she leaves her jar walks away. <laughs> she thinks, oh no, not his disciples. <laughs> and after this, so there's three elements of living water. I know everything you did. And I do not reject you. Yes, you need to serve God and worship him in the proper way. But let me give you a lamb for that. Then I'll have to accept you. And your salvation is completely personal for me. I came to save you. I'm your savior. And she walks into town. And now she's ready to preach the gospel. What is her gospel? Let's have it on again. What what is she going to preach to reach the town? What did we have? We go back to verse 28 to 30. Then, leaving her jar... The woman went back to town and said to the people, There it comes, the gospel. Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. After living water, your mess becomes your testimony. Because what should have been the response of the town? See, there's a man. Really? Another one? (laughs) Or not? That should have been the response. And he knows everything I ever did. Yeah, we also know. (laughs) No, no. What happened after receiving living water? Okay, you're forgiven. Okay, you're forgiven, we don't talk about it anymore. You're forgiven, but now I'll do well. No, she even speaks freely about her past, saying to the people coming out as living water, see, there's a man, you know why? He's your Messiah. She is saved. You know, pastorally, I have such a problem with this story, because especially to my Dutch organized mind, as a pastor, if, a lady, if I have a lady like that in my church, And she gives her life to Jesus, but she's still living together. I actually don't want her to go out and minister. First go home, kick the guy out of your house, or pack your suitcases, leave his house, because she's still living together. Oh, in Durban it's not a problem, I see. (laughs) Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. If people with a very nasty, crappy past receive living water and they are so saved and they drank every element of the living water that they even are proud for what their saviour did about their past and now their testimony is actually the living water coming out of them that'll reach the town the whole town walked out it said and after meeting Jesus says now we don't, don't only believe you what? they say we don't just believe you now we believe for ourselves but they first believed the lady That's what living water does. Isn't it amazing? Now back to the question. Who's the important ministry here? And normally, I'll help you. Everyone says, in this story, who's the minister? Who's the most important minister? Jesus. Another Sunday school answer. Let me be more clear. Who's the most important ministry to reach the town? (laughs) Who is it? The lady, to be clear, it's not even a man. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, are you ready for ministry? You know, it's so tough to, through the cultures and through the times, but Jesus was completely different about it. She's the first one. He doesn't let her go. He knows how, bro- how broken she is. He gives her the full he was always hesitating to reveal who he was. That he was the Messiah. That he was the Savior. And he does it with the lady. Ladies. She's the best evangelist in all of the Gospels. Are you hearing me? She is the most successful evangelist in all the Gospels. And she probably has the most crappy past from everyone he met. I, I think it's clever. I think a five-time divorcee is ideal to minister to one-time divorcees, <laughs> to minister to two-time divorcees. I mean, why do people feel re- what relates to them? Yeah, you can clap. It's okay. It's a funny revelation. <laughs> <laughs> the fivefold ministry is given, the Bible says in Ephesians 4, to equip the saints... For the work. You know, as long as the minister in the front or the ministry, whether it's worship or whoever, is seen as the important, all the thought life of the people is the spiritual river is this way. We come on Sunday, we look this way. And yes, we come to worship God. But actually, God's river comes from heaven going that way. Where's your door? <laughs> Where's the doors? Actually, God wants the river to go that way. And and whatever went wrong in your life. If you receive living water in it, every element of it, he realizes this is true. God says, and this is what I want. This is how I want to reach down. God has no problem whatsoever with whatever is going on in this environment when it comes to sinful lifestyle. Just have the ones in filled with living water. Amen? Amen. You know, the disciples come back, and of course they are. uh, Can I say something? One more thing, quite mind-blowing. He has a bit of a discussion with the disciples. (laughs) And then they say, yeah, we got food in town, and now you don't look hungry anymore. It's like Jesus is quite revived. He's, he's okay. Then he says this. My food, says Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Now for the ones who were there in the morning, what was the temptation? The devil came. It was dry and he got hungry. And he didn't let go of his belovedness, of his sonship and the well-pleased. And here you see what's his food? Do the will of God. And then it comes. And no one ever told me and God showed me. That, that whoever heard the saying the fields are white the fields are white you now here it comes he says don't you have a saying to his disciples huh? don't you have a saying ah, it's still four months until harvest I tell you open your eyes and look at the fields they are ripe for harvest what is the field ripe for harvest who are that And who is he using? It's the mess. It's the sin. It's the trouble. And even the worst, the ones which are the worst, they receive living water and they turn around and they reach others. That's what God sees. So if you see a current world full of sin, and we we, we tend to say, yeah, they don't want God and everything is anti-God, I think Jesus has a complete different view on the whole thing. Now, many will be against, could be, But don't you think there are like these ladies and these boys who are ready, waiting with eager expectation? Isn't it funny that after the woman at the well, Jesus says, look, she was a field ripe for harvest. While the whole town probably was like this, the disciples are like, (laughs) "Boo!" Our God and our kingdom is the world upside down. Is our religious thinking upside down? Who would say that the divorces are in church the most important ministries? When did you hear that coming from the pulpit? In our church, the divorces are the most important ministers. (laughs) (laughs) I think in Jesus' church, it will be a lot like that. Wow, doesn't that blow our minds? I, uh, I asked, uh, I, I so believe in uh, Dylan and Tess. I think they're so gifted, not just them, the whole leaders team. And God is restoring ministry. Let me, shall I t- t- tell about the women, also for the other women? Last time I was in Israel, and during COVID, they have excavated Magdala. Where do we know that from, that city? From Mary, from Magdala. They've excavated it now. And one of the th- special things which happened, that in the synagogue, you know, they have excavated many synagogues all over Galilee, but in Magdala, they found the seat of Moses. Oh the seat of Moses that's like the most important chair in church you know it could be like a very special chair at the at the front side, like different color and arm maybe legs up and whatever <laughs> we know we know that wherever Jesus was in the synagogue he got that seat because they said they came from everywhere to listen to him, so the main speaker would get the seat of Moses and if you would say this is the synagogue, <coughs> like from here uh, to here, let's say from the 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 the, the three pillars to here, and uh, we're looking at the whole thing. I'm in the middle here, and uh, this is this is the this is the seat would be here, and then this would be like he would sit the important guys, yeah. So so at this point, who's sitting at the seat of Moses? Yours sincerely. I'm the important speaker. And then, uh, who's close to me? <laughs> and then the guys would be sitting like that way. And the further you go towards the, the entrance, there will be less important guys. Then the outside of the synagogue, there will be the ladies. Come on. It is what it is. Then there's that story that Jesus uh, helps a woman who was 18 years bowed down. And she would probably be sitting at the outside and, and very not important, like far as possible, because she probably did some sin or so, or her family or whatever, but I mean, and you know what Jesus does? <laughs> and that's why I think they found it in Magdala. Jesus says... He let her come to, her. he let her come to him, and where was where was Jesus? At the seat of Moses. And afterwards, they're so angry about what he's doing. You think why? He let her come straight through the whole order, <laughs> violating every protocol. <laughs> How can he do that? <laughs> And uh, the the man who was teaching us there, you know what he said? And it's the time for this on the planet in the church. He said, if we bring the women to the place of importance, Jesus will rise them up. I hear, that's such a beautiful South African expression. That's like the South African hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, God is uh, raising up ministry. He's uh, restoring the fivefold, but also he's restoring uh, men and women. Sonship is even more important. But I asked uh, Tess to pick up the ministry from here. Now uh, the whole leadership will be thinking with her, but for sure there are some people who would like to receive some living water and deal with some past and rise up and... uh, Or whatever the Spirit inspires. Are you ready for the Holy Spirit for Jesus to minister to you, to your insight into our future, even up to into our towns, reaching them? Would you come, Tess? Can we stand?